today's podcast is Gender Stereotypes, Raising Boys and Girls. Really? Are boys really frogs and snails and puppy dog tails and girls sugar and spice and everything nice? We know not. From the 19th century to the 21st century, though, it's still kind of true that people want to argue for boys are different than girls and girls are different than boys, but not according to limiting stereotypes. And how much should science shape parenting practices? Some people, like Michael Gurian, believe that brain structure differs in boys and girls, and that that should dictate gender-specific teaching and parenting. It is true that science has given parents and teachers valuable insight into creating optimal learning environments for children. We know how to shape the learning process to match each child's individual strengths. We know how to sequence learning according to key experiences and stages of growth. If a child struggles on one path, we can shift to a completely different emphasis. Informed educators know there are many paths to knowledge and to understanding. I believe science is here to serve us, but I don't think it should dictate the labels or the limitations. And so it is valuable to know that boys do invent play guns far more often than little girls. Even the boys that are raised in non-violent, non-screen watching homes. And yes, Preschool girls may be able to sit longer and write the alphabet earlier than their male peers. But information about innate gender differences is not reliable to predict individual strengths and potential. So I believe that our job as teachers and as parents is to help children learn everything possible about themselves, about other people, and about how the world works so that they may use their unique gifts to make a positive difference in the world. So here's my list of recommendations for gender conscious or conscientious, I don't know, parenting. Um, here are my dues for raising great children for both genders. Of course, give children a variety of toys based on their interests, not on pink is for girls and blue is for boys, not on where things are stocked in store shelf aisles or how the, your favorite website sorts the toys for boys and girls in different ages and blah, blah, blah. Boys need dolls and or teddy bears to nurture. They will be fathers one day, but they can also express their inner needs through that kind of play and create empathy for other people through that play. Girls also need to experience dirt and bugs and trucks and toys and diggers and climbers and astronauts and everything else. Everyone needs to be curious about different pieces of this world. And wherever your child's curiosity begins, that's where the toys should begin. And every once in a while, throw in a toy that you think your child won't naturally be drawn to. Put a doll in the block corner or, or 
I guess you don't have a block corner in your house, but mix up toys and experiences so that starting with what your child loves, you can watch and see if they are open or will catch on to a different way of playing just to stretch them, just to see how they interact. And you know what? If it's a little boy that blows up the doll in a science experiment, so be it. Um, But watch out for those specifics and instead watch how your child is interacting with objects, things, and experiences in the world. Second, I do want you to build your parenting knowledge base. Just think about your vocabulary. How is your vocabulary for literacy? Um, Are boys being exposed to mm, interesting, long, multisyllabic words, um, fluffy words, funny words? Are girls being experienced to, I'm sorry, are girls being exposed to numeracy, to looking at numbers and quantity and comparisons and sequencing? Are both boys and girls having amazing science problem solving experiment experiences where they can test hypotheses about how the world works, how the world will respond? That starts in infancy. Um, And then it just gets richer and richer through all of the preschool years. How about social skills? Are you as conscientious about asking boys to be nice and polite as you are about asking girls to be assertive and, and speak up for what they need, what they want, maybe be even a little demanding? Are you encouraging empathy, kindness first? Um, think about all of that social problem solving. Um, How much do you think it needs skill building and role modeling and patience versus um, boys will be boys and girls will be girls? Um, And whether you're talking about the stereotypes of girls being bossy or boys, boys being aggressive, you know, just you have to know that even if there are some brain chemistry differences or body type differences or developmental stage differences, you, you see these, you see gentle, caring, thoughtful, empathetic boys, and you see rambunctious tanks of girls bulldozing through play spaces. So, um, and each comes as they are. So how do we honor that in each child and then help soften the spiky edges on either sets of skills. And then lastly, how's your emotional vocabulary? How good are you um, at really helping children think and feel at the same time, being able to understand their emotions and the emotions of others, so that if there is a conflict, you can look at your child and say, oh no, the other person's sad or hurt or disappointed or uh, worried. You know, how are you helping your child decipher other people's emotions, their own emotions, and then come up with constructive action through that? There's so much that we all need skills for as adults to help coach children in all of these different areas. 
The next thing is I want you to encourage all children, both genders, to take age-appropriate risks in their play. Refrain from phrases like watch out and be careful that limit confidence, that limit a sense of mastery, and that limit a child's experience to self-manage and to um, find their strengths, their abilities, or to honor some child who wants to go slower at a new task or a new challenge. That either temperament style, either learning style, either learning preference can be validated and honored um, while still helping children learn what they need to learn in order to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish in their play and in an understanding of themselves and and, and their abilities. I want you to balance your days and weeks with quiet time for reading and snuggling and active time for being loud and strong. You know, it's it's just so easy um, to, to think that we have to keep our boys busy, busy, busy. Um, And we do. I mean, when you see boys that are being asked to sit in circle times for too long or to use indoor voices for too long, um, you see the frustration, you see the, 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 the inability to, to, to learn at their optimum because they are learning in a tiny, tiny little box. Um, at the same time, um, you do see, you know, there, there are gender-breaking examples for both sides. So um, honor your child's individuality, but look for quiet and loud. Look for soft and hard edges. Look for um, busy and slow, fast and slow. I mean, let your child experience all the different aspects of the world and themselves. And, um, and then watch how they choose on any given day based on what they might like or, or need within themselves. Can you use thoughtful descriptions for your child's behavior? Children are more than nice and adorable, um, than big. Um, you know, we just, we just have so many descriptions that are adults sort of creating an agenda of steering children into a pigeonhole or what we want or expect for them. Instead of how are you able to look and give, hold up a real mirror with the descriptions that we use about their actions or their abilities um, or their choices that gives them some insight into themselves. Um, Are you using words like strong, clever, fast and smart, busy, resourceful, creative? Um, Just think about how you describe your child to your child. Um, Think about how you describe your child to yourself and to other people. And then look at on on whether there might be some gender biases there, um, some social biases of how boys or girls are supposed to be, and, um, and then look at what message you think your child might really prefer instead, the thing your child might be longing to hear. Um, from you to, to have validated, to have reflected back to them. Next, I want you to teach all children to speak assertively in social conflicts with their peers. Even toddlers can use a big voice and say, no, I don't like that, when, when somebody hurts them, challenges them, crowds them, um, invades their space. I mean, how beautiful if we can give all children a sense of ownership over their bodies, over how bo- their bodies are interacting in the world. 
Um, adults can always stand by to be sure that aggressors really hear the power of words because, you know, if somebody is pushing, shoving, hitting, biting, any of those assorted uh, masterful social skills that children learn on their own, um, what happens is children learn the effectiveness of those. And so the only way to teach the more constructive social skills is, is to let children know, no, he doesn't like it when you, when you talk to him that way, when you act that way. Um, I need you to try to be a friend. You know, I need you to say, excuse me, um, I'm coming around or wait until he's finished with his turn, etc. So, um, and of course, we are such big, big role models for gender stereotypes, for the shoulds and supposed tos of the world. Um, are dads contributing to the inner workings of the home? And are moms contributing to the community at large? I mean, certainly we don't have the old division of labor of stay-at-home moms managing the house and dads being the sole breadwinners. But you know, we, we do have a lot of expectations and assumptions about um, where those primary obligations fall and, and how people um, are measured by very, very um, stereotypical values. So um, research clearly supports um, balancing roles that daughters of working moms perceive women as vital and effective out there in the world. Um, and at the same time, hands-on dads absolutely influence children's verbal skills, problem-solving ability, and relationship building. So we need both parents um, to be themselves, first of all, um, and, and to bring their strengths and their, and their natural temperament to this um, parenting dynamic. But we also need both parents to be nurturers, to be bo for both parents to be skill builders, um, to, for both parents to be encouragers. Um, nobody really wants to be um, put in one single role. I don't think as a parent, even fun parents um, can feel the constraints of having to be that play person and not the, the one that um, is the, the anchor and the, the, the strength and the foundation. So um, watch out for us getting pigeonholed into different kinds of role modeling. Um, and then talk to children about how different grown-ups play different roles in the world. Um, lastly, and most importantly, I think, is um, describe, I'm sorry, discover your child's individual strengths and run with it. Some boys like dress up or dance. Some girls are fiercely competitive. Look for schools and programs that understand multiple intelligences, learning styles, and really know how to individualize and differentiate to um, children's individual strengths, needs, and abilities. In the end, the differences between boys and girls are real, but the differences from child to child, I think, are far more interesting. So use everything that we have learned and that we have out there to support us in, in knowing how to be effective teachers and parents and um, helping children to grow and learn. Um, but we really want to be able to see, hear, love, and honor each child exactly as they are so that we can help them really, really become the person um, they will eventually choose for themselves to become. So thanks for listening, um, and I hope you have a really, really great week. Catch you next week. Bye.